You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neverly Rekla, inspires kids to discover their superpowers and change Hi, the world. Hi, everyone. This is your Superpower Kid, Neva Lee Rekla, and I'm so excited for today's interview. We are going to be talking about the Million Pound Mission. So, what is the Million Pound Mission? Well, our guest today is going to be sharing just that with us. His name is Adam Schauble. Yeah. And he is just so awesome. He was an icon of influence at Steve Olsher's New Media Summit event with me and my mom and a bunch of other cool people. He is a coach, an author, and just a, and also a podcaster. He's just an amazing person. So without further ado, will you help me welcome our guest, Adam. Hi, Adam. Neva, I am so excited to be on your show. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so, so much for coming on. So what are your superpowers? Well, I've been thinking about this question. and I think my, my main superpower is I let people borrow my energy and my momentum until they can kind of build up the realms. I, I deal with a lot of people that are having a hard time. And I say, just plug in to my energy and what I have and, and I'll help you out and you can borrow that. So I think that's, that might be my, my, my best superpower. That's cool. I think that I'm kind of similar, but I'm also, I have something called chameleon ability. So basically I tie into other people's energy and like, I'm a sponge pretty much. So like walking into places like the media summit, are can be kind of challenging for me if I don't have like this kind of barrier built in with myself because I can pick up on a lot of people's energies. So like if someone in the room is stressed or scared, sometimes for me that comes off as just like 10 times worse. And so, but that means I'm also really good at giving my energy away because I'm so good I've gotten good at collecting what I need to collect, but also I don't take energy from other people, which is challenging because like my parents and I are very spiritual. And so when like we kind of consider it, like if you take someone else's energy, then they can't manage it for themselves. Even if like they're hurting or something. Cause I also pick up on people's like physical pain. So if like my friend is sick or something, it'll come off up to me. And then I realized that if I take it, they can't handle it. So we do the return to sender. And that's our kind of, that's what nice. we do. So really nice. Yeah. So what advice would you have for kids on how they can like eat healthy and stay in like their active mindsets? Well, I think with kids and I've got a son that's getting ready to turn nine. I've got a daughter that's four, but what I focus on with them is just giving them lots of healthy options and, you know, educating them on what is healthy versus what isn't healthy and letting them make choices. I think that's important for everybody to have choices in front of them. And it's not always fun for adults or kids or anybody to be told you must eat this or you will always avoid that. But just, I think, it's important for kids and adults to understand that there's balance. So uh, we can't eat donuts every single day and expect our health to, to blossom. We can have them every once in a while, 
but we have to find that balance of I'm going to mainly fuel off of healthy foods. Uh, and when I, I talk to my kids about that, I'm like, let's pick things that, that grow in the ground or things that don't come in a box and things that are in their natural state. And, and I explain what that is. And that's, you know, that, that's a great foundation. And then we talk about how to make those things taste good. And, we've, you know, like my, neither one of my kids like spicy food. They will not, they just don't like heavily spiced food. My daughter's like, this is spicy, daddy, and I won't eat it. So um, we are learning the, the flavors that they enjoy and don't enjoy. And, but I think it's really important for kids to understand that just because it, it, it tastes good doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. And, you know, so we have to figure out how to make something that is healthy taste good. So it fits both categories and that's, that's super important. But if, if kids can make sure they're drinking lots of water, make sure they're, that they're moving and they aren't just sitting in front of, uh, you know, YouTube and, and things like that, that I, I know that, that kids love. And I used to love playing video games and things like that when I was growing up. But um, if we move, if we can get a sweat going, if you drink lots of water, if you get a good amount of sleep and you eat healthy, I mean, uh, that's a great foundation for growing up and uh, having just kind of maximized your health. Yeah. I think that's good advice because especially as a kid, like if you can learn how to be healthy and how to make certain foods and how to do that at an early age, that means that when we're adults, it'll be a lot easier for us. And You're exactly right. Exactly. And so like for me, I'm, I really enjoy cooking and it's about like every other night I ask if I can cook dinner. And so I, my parents are on a keto diet, mm. so they have a different diet than me. So it's kind of, it's like a fun challenge to see how, well, how can I work around to get what I know I like and taste good and how to get what they do with their diet and how it tastes good for them. And so, and it's a lot of fun, like, especially if you can, like, sneak something, like, healthy or, like, a vegetable or something into a meal. And it's, like, kind of a fun challenge seeing how, like, maybe you can hide it a little bit, Yeah. you know? Yeah, I do that with, I, I make a protein frosting that my kids love. And it's only two ingredients, Neva. I get, like, a, a chocolate uh, protein powder, like, the, the powder. And I'll dump that into a bowl and then I'll get a tablespoon of almond butter and put that in there. And then I just drip little drips of water. And you, when you stir it with like a fork, it just turns into this frosting and you can put it on top of anything or just eat it as is. And it's just healthy fats and protein and it actually tastes really good. And my kids ask for that. They like, you know, a, uh, a bagel with special frosting or sometimes they just want the frosting by itself. So it's, uh, it's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. We do something called um, cauliflower mash, yes. which is really amazing and it's really easy to make. And most stores carry them now, which is awesome. And we we used to do that a lot the um, a while ago. And so we made it one day, and that was like my first time trying it that I could remember, and it was so good. And if you get it right and you make it right. It tastes exactly like potatoes, yeah. which is really awesome. Yep, it, it is. I, I've <laughs> definitely made use of some, some cauliflower in my day, Neva. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's cool how you're teaching your kids, like, use the things that maybe come from the earth 
and like for me, um, I do organic fruits and vegetables because if I don't, um, I have like a reaction to them, which makes sense. And so you stay off those things and then like, it's kind of nice just being able to almost feel like more connected on some level if I'm eating the things that I know come from mother nature immediately. Yeah, and also growing your own, like just having a little garden, or even just like a pot where you grow some strawberries. We did that this uh, this past spring, where we just had a potted strawberry plant out on our porch, and the kids helped take care of it, and they got to pick the strawberries and eat them, and they tasted how good they tasted, and they took some ownership over that. So I think that's a, a really really good idea. That's cool. We have a we have a compost in our backyard, which I absolutely. We love composting. It's just yeah. like one of my favorite things to do because it's like it's not just trashing all of those eggshells. It's putting them back. And then we're thinking of growing basil in it, which would be really awesome. Yeah. So I enjoy growing things. My my grandfather, I call him Papo. He grows jalapenos and tomatoes and all that in his nice. backyard. And so a lot of fun helping him. You sneak yeah. over there and, and take him out of his garden. so i want to keep talking with you more about the million pound mission but we need to take a quick break we let our listeners know where they can go to find out more about you yeah if you head on over to millionpoundmission.com that is the main hub for all my contact and i'm always very active on instagram at million pound mission i love to interact and send me a direct message and I'll, i'll message you back awesome definitely go check him out because adam is so so awesome so we've been talking with Adam Shabo about the Million Pound Mission. We'll be right back after the break. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, Remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we're back and we've been talking with Adam Schauble about the Million Pound Mission. So I've been saying this a lot, the Million Pound Mission, but what does it mean? Well, that is one heck of a good question, Eva. It, it starts with my own journey. I used to be much heavier than I am now. At my highest weight, I weighed 327 pounds, which is about 10 Nevas. And I, I decided to start getting healthy and I ended up losing over a hundred pounds myself. And then as I did that, a lot of people were seeing me on my journey in my hometown and they started asking me for tips and help. And so I started a fitness boot camp program to help other people in my hometown. And we ended up helping, uh, we had over 15 people lose over a hundred pounds and then it started to build from there. And we did 35,000 pounds of results in five years of doing that boot camp, And then we kind of leveled things up with the Million Pound Mission podcast and people can listen in. They get 
healthy tips and they can implement those and they go on my website and they can donate their weight loss. And it's cool. So you can just, there's a little link right there. You don't have to give up their email address or anything. They just, if they, you know, start eating healthy and they lose seven pounds, they go on there and they donate that seven pounds and they get to see the number go up right away on the, the million pound mission tracker. And they become a part of that. So that we're out there just trying to create a million pounds of healthy results. And right now we're getting ready to cross 56,000 pounds of weight loss donated by the, the uh, podcast community. So it's pretty cool. That's really cool. That's a cool idea. Well, thank you. <laughs> what are your top five rules on how to stay healthy? Top five rules. Um, number one, you got to sleep. Yeah, you know, sleep is when our body repairs. That's when all of our hormones really go to, to action. And that's the foundation for growth. And for like, especially for kids, like that's when you grow. That's when you get taller. That's when your muscles repair. That's when we get smarter. So number one is sleep. Number two is you have to have a, a goal with your nutrition. Like your parents are doing the ketogenic diet. That's what I follow as well. And just having some rules of here's what I'm trying to do and here's what is in line with that and here's what's not in line with that. And we just try to be more in line than out of line. So uh, mm-hmm. if you're you know, trying to eat healthy, we know that, you know, like I said, like candy and donuts, that's out of line with that. And we can do that sometimes, but the norm needs to be in line with being healthy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So that's the second thing. The third thing is we have to be active. Uh, we have to be out there moving and, and you know, and find something that you're passionate about that you can be active in. So I love lifting weights and, and some other people love running and some people love climbing and doing adventure races and things like that or swimming. But find that thing that you're really passionate about and just do that and get a sweat going as often as you can. Mm-hmm. The fourth thing is I think it's very important to keep our stress levels low. Uh, and as we get older, there's more opportunities for our stress to really increase. So what we want is we want to make sure that uh, things like meditation and, and, you know, again, falls back to sleep as well. And, you know, just communicating effectively with people that are stressing us out. So if you grow up and you have a, a boss that is really mean to you or whatever, being able to communicate to that person or make choices to opt out of that situation so you can lower your stress levels, that's important. And then the fifth one, I think it's really important to, uh, you know, fill our cup up first at the beginning of the day. So things like journaling, reading, and making sure that we are investing in ourselves and learning every day. That's super important. If we can do those five things, uh, we're off to a heck of a good start with our, our own health and, and longevity. That's really cool. Um, I think that those are all are all really important things because it's like for me I find that like the more I eat healthy and the more active I am the more happy I am and so for me this isn't like a workout or anything but I go on a 20 minute walk every day with my dog and one I'm kind of determined to do it because I know that she one won't keep me up at night because she does do that if I don't walk her and two it's better for the both of us just kind of getting out getting away from electronics, getting away from this, like everything and just going on a walk because I'm also homeschooled. And so I get to go on those walks when other kids aren't out, which is kind of nice. It's just like, 
there may be like one or two neighbors out, but then besides that, it's just kind of like peace and quiet, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to do funny FaceTime. Are you ready? Oh yeah. Uh, you may not have had as funny of a face. I have like a cartoon face, so just be ready. Just be All ready. Right. I got to take the hat off for this one though. I got to fix my hair. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> How do you do that? I have magic eyebrows. See, I can go one. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That's a cool, funny face. It's, it's what face. I do. It's what I'm known for. Funny faces, Neva. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should come back on the show one time and try to top Joe Polish. And also Michael Mooney. Yeah. Those were both awesome. Like, the, they, they have natural funny faces. I have to make my pretty face look funny, so that's a disadvantage. all right so what would you say is your favorite part about having kids my favorite part about having kids i think is getting to experience their moments when they're experiencing something for the first time so Mm. The first time they see snow or the first time my son made a basket when he was playing basketball or the first time my daughter does a cartwheel and just getting to see that newness or even just like the first, we went to Disney World for the first time and just my daughter just seeing the big castle and I knew just how crazy she felt about that. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't even understand what that was until she saw it. So all that newness and experiencing that with them, that's probably my favorite part. That's cool. I kind of relate to that with my nephew. And it's just kind of cool. He's, he's three. So it's cool seeing like stuff through his eyes. Yeah. So we went trick-or-treating together. And it was kind of cool because I got to be the bigger person because I'm the baby of my family. Yeah. And so I got to be like the bigger, older kid. And just kind of seeing like the stuff and like what everything meant to him is yeah. it's really cool being able to see because also it kind of gives you a new perspective almost. Yeah. You, you know? kind of become the mentor and you're, you're the teacher and you're helping them experience it. Yeah. It's, and you get just as much joy out of it. Right. Exactly. And for me, I've like, I've always wanted a little sibling because like, again, I'm the baby. And my sister is 18 and my brother's 23. So huge age gap. And yeah. so all my life, I've been used to being like the younger one and like the typical younger child. Yeah. And I, I've kind of wanted like that experience of having, like I get the chance to be the bigger person. And then all of a sudden my nephew's here and I'm like, yes, it's my chance. And also, I realized that I probably don't want a younger sibling. <laughs> Live and learn, Neva. Yeah, that's yep. that's a uh, good call. And you get to like borrow them, and that that way it's situational. So you get to be the older kid, and and then you can go back to your family, and it's normal life. And but you don't have to live that reality. So that's good. Exactly, and it's like 
whenever I want, I could just go over to their house, steal him for a few hours, yep. and go. And then you send and him back. That's my experience. Then go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like a cool little gift because yeah. like I get to have him with me. I get to have like that connection of being almost like the older sibling. But then it's like I'm not responsible. Like I get right. to be responsible, but it's not twenty four seven. Yeah. You know? Responsible for having fun. That's the main <laughs> responsibility as the, the cousin. Exactly. And for me, I also have a dog, so she's the baby. There you go. What's your dog's name? Her name is Callie, after the goddess of destruction. Yeah, Sweet she's name. um yeah, she's seven pounds and has no teeth. So great name for her. What does she eat? Does she do you mash up like cauliflower mash for her? No, she can eat food because dogs have a bone pattern. And so when she, she had to get her teeth removed. And so dogs have a bone palate. And so they she can still eat hard food and all of her hard treats. But then she gets a special like gourmet meal at night, which um, it's this wet dog food. And then Ooh, we yeah. boil meat for her. That's a little fat. And then sometimes when we go to the vet, we'll pick up, um, I call it puppy crack. And it's basically, it's basically like this powder that's like healthy for her and stuff. But she she really likes it. Sometimes she'll pick out the pieces that are just with that one. Delicious. Can I tell you a quick, funny dog food story? Oh, yes. Okay. So uh, in my hometown, a, 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 a new uh, health food mart opened up. And I was very excited about it. It's called Lucky's Market. I'm going, I'm shopping. I love like jerky and dried meat and things like that. So I found some salmon jerky and I was so excited because I've tried different types of jerky, like venison jerky and beef jerky, of course, and all different flavors. I, I never had fish jerky before. I was like, this is going to be great. So I get home and I ate the whole bag and I took a picture of it and I posted it on Instagram. And so many people that messaged me, they're like, you see on the label that this is dog, this is a dog treat. And I was like, and I read it and I was like, I ate a whole bag of dog treats and they were delicious. That sounds like something I would do. Even if I knew it was dog treats, I would. I didn't realize it was dog treats when I picked it up. I was just, I was excited about the salmon jerk and I ate, I ate the dog treat, so. but it made my coat a, very shiny. So. Sounds cool. So I have a slightly um, grosser story when I was younger about, I was like two at the time. I was one and two. We lived on a farm. And so we had a bunch of different animals and stuff. We had rabbits and chickens and goat goats. Those didn't go well. But we had quite a few animals. And um, so with the rabbits, um, I, used, I used to pick up the poop and eat it. Oh. And so... <laughs> little treats. Little nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now I realize that. Have you heard of Nesquik cereal? Oh yeah, they're shaped like little little circles. Rabbit poops, yeah. Yep. So um, I just go back to well, maybe I thought it was little Nesquik cereals. Yeah, little yeah. treats. I mean, I'm sure there's yeah. some nutritional value in there. It's probably better than the Nesquik cereal, actually. So yeah. I, w- I would opt for rabbit poop than <laughs> Nesquik cereal. That's yeah. We can do some studies on that. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, I think you're right. (laughs) So what is the funniest thing that has happened while 
trying to cook a healthy meal? That's a hard question. Well, trying to cook a healthy meal. I don't know. Like my my kids always do funny things while I'm while I'm trying to cook. So what I usually try to do is, is I'm I'm cooking them dinner. I'm cooking myself dinner, and then they are causing mischief. Usually with our our dog as well. Um, I don't know if I've had any like specifically funny things while I'm cooking, but I do have a story for that's kind of funny with our dog and our kids that our our uh, our dogs are Labradors, so they're they're kind of bigger. And we had taken them into the veterinarian and they were like, what's been going on the last six months? Your, your dogs have both gained like 30 pounds. <laughs> and they, we discovered that the kids were giving them the, the food that they didn't want to eat. So they were sneaking the dogs, the food, and they were making the dogs fat. So that, uh, it's not a healthy cooking, but they were getting rid of the healthy food to the dogs and making the dogs fat. So that's that's the best I've got on short notice on that story. <laughs> what are your dog's names? Gus and Millie. Those are good names. They're it's not as cool as yours, but they'll do. Yeah. Um. So the funny thing about my dog is she is not a dog dog. She is a cat dog. So she's um she's very much into cats, but cats are not into her. So she she really likes chasing cats and stuff when we go to her friend's house and, and all that. But um, cats are afraid of her. But she's afraid of dogs. And so I call her like a fox because she's she's like the princess. She rules yeah. the house. And she, she has her rules and she does what she wants. Back behind me, there's a bunch of pillows. And she has her specific pillows that she uses. So she's... um. She's very much a cat. Yeah, she sounds cat-like. Yeah. So what is your advice for someone who's a kid and they want to start making a change in their life and maybe they want to feel happier and maybe they're just kind of like trying to figure it all out but trying to figure it out at an early age? Well, I think that if you want to make a change in your life at any point in life, whether you're a kid or an adult, you want to clearly define what that looks like for you. So if you want to be uh, like really, really good at math, then you have to define like, what does that mean? Does that mean I can do a certain, you know, you know, can I do trigonometry? Can I do addition at, at a certain level or, or whatever? Like, what does that really look like? And then find somebody who's already doing that and either model what they're doing or ask them for advice. Or if they have a book, then read their book. Or if they have a course, then take their course. But the fastest way to implement a change and to, to take yourself from point A to point B is find somebody that's already done that and learn from them either directly or indirectly. And that's, I mean, that is my wheelhouse as far as like when I'm trying to make a change and learn something, whether it's, like I had to learn how to build a website. I had to learn how to do a podcast and I find online courses. I learned how, had to learn how to write a book and, and get that out there. So you find resources and online right now, they're just endless amounts of podcasts and YouTube videos and, and teaching resources to, that if you want to learn something, you can find somebody out there that's teaching it. And mm-hmm. you just have to be willing to, um, sometimes, especially as an adult, you have to 
be willing to set your ego aside and that self pride of, I will figure this out on my own, but that might take you like 10 years to do. And if you just can take a course or read a book, that's going to take you a month and that's the better option. So look for somebody that's already doing what you're doing and learn from them. That's the advice, Neva. I like that because also I would suggest finding someone who's already done it because if you're like, if you're a starving artist, you don't go to another starving artist right? because they're probably failing just as much as you. But if you are wanting to become an author and you're having trouble being an author, then go to somebody who's already written a book or written many books because they, they've experienced it. And just kind of realizing that, like, I like how you talk about putting your goals on because even kids go through that. And it's like the not wanting to feel wrong and not only not for the fact that you're wrong sometimes. And so finding someone who's already done it is, it gives you that role model and it helps you kind of learn how to become the bigger person, you know, and then you can. Maybe you'll become that person for somebody else because who knows what somebody else is going through and you may be just the person they need. Yep. So it's always cool finding those people who have your back no matter what. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do is to find an area that I want to level up in my life, learn how to do that and then find somebody else. That's where I was, you know, six months ago and go, Oh, here's what I did. And, and shorten their learning curve even more than what mine was. And then it's a chain reaction of sharing. Like I love helping people get their podcasts up and going. And I don't do that as a business or anything, but I, I mentor people and I say, Hey, here's my cell phone number. Just text me if you have questions. And I, I love helping uh, transfer that knowledge down the chain. Yeah. I think that's something I really enjoy doing. I also do, I do business consults for kids and it's, it's a lot of fun because for me, especially being a kid in business, I find that's pretty challenging. And being, being an entrepreneur is really challenging. But then being a kid, it's hard to get sometimes to get people to take you serious. Yeah. And for example, I go on stage and I speak and it's a lot of fun for me. But sometimes like I find that people will do this thing while they're the laugh behind the kid's back. And sometimes it's like in a level of appreciation, but sometimes it's like the almost kind of like you see them as like, you can't take them serious a whole lot. Yeah. And so for me, that's something I really work on is I find my posture and I find what I'm here to speak on and then doing that, which is something I like talking to kids about. And it, it's kind of fun because when I make friends with kids, I don't tell them that I'm an entrepreneur. And so I, when I finally do, it's just kind of like, what to them? I, <laughs> one of my friends, she doesn't even know what a website is. Yeah. And I, I was telling her all about my, my book and my podcast and all that. And I said, wait, you can go to my website. Then I said, powerkids.com. She's like, wait, what's a website? And I'm like, Oh, and so I had to come back to my parents to say, how do you explain this? And it's cool kind of being able to show other people that. Yeah. And what's interesting, Neva, is that I experienced kind of what you're talking about, even when I was older in life, where 
for example, I, you know, I've always lived in my hometown here in Bloomington, Indiana. So I grew up with the people that I grew up with and their parents know me for growing up with their kids and stuff like that. And as I started in my fitness journey and helping other people, a lot of the, my friends' parents needed help to, with losing weight, but they wouldn't come to me because they just saw me as their kid's friend, even though I was 25 years old, you know, and helping all these people. And not until I really just had my, my level of expertise really on point. Uh, mm-hmm. They started to trickle in and go, yeah, I need you to help me. And they kind of, it was just an ego thing, but it was so weird for me there that I could totally tell they saw me as little Adam, you know, John's friend and not Adam, the, the fitness expert. And mm-hmm. it was, so that, that carries with you sometimes, even into your adulthood. So it's a very strange phenomenon. Yeah. And I find that sometimes like maybe it's challenging seeing this younger person doing what you do or yeah. doing it. And knowing a little bit more. 100%. And the thing is, I've been in business for as long as I can remember. And it's been my life. And so I know a thing or two about it. And I don't, but I appreciate it when adults see me as that. And it's the, oh, you're in business, I'm in business. And then we have like a, this mutual respect for each other. Yep. But sometimes it's challenging to get that. And sometimes I'm still working on that to get that. And sometimes I realize that who knows what like they've been taught. So, so like who knows that maybe when they were a kid, they were taught to like adults just don't respect kids or who knows. And so I like giving them the benefit of the doubt, but then it's cool. And I can find those people like everyone at New Media Summit who we've, I've gained this just mutual respect and then we know that we're all equals in yeah. that sense. And and I learned to carry that on with everyone. And I learned that I can't have other people give me respect. I'm not giving them the same respect. And um and if I don't, I don't really deserve that respect because it's not giving them what they probably deserve. Yeah, yeah I agree about active or yeah do do you have any last advice on being active or how to stay healthy or how to encourage other people to be healthy before we wrap up yeah i think when it comes to being healthy consistency is the main thing like if you can just do the best that you can even if you don't feel your best, even if you don't look your best, uh, I always that adults sometimes they they look for an excuse to get out of the healthy rhythm that they're in. But I say when you can't be at your best, you can still do your best. So maybe your goal is to run a mile that day, and you only walk a half a mile. That's still the best you can do in that day. And if you just show up consistently with that mindset of you know progress, not perfection, and just keep shipping away at your goals, then then anything's possible, whether it's in health or in business or podcasting or, or whatever. So uh, I would say that's that's the advice. Show up consistently and just focus on doing your best even when you can't be at your best. That's great advice. And I, I kind of follow that. Like for me, I, like if I'm not 
feeling the best that day, I just kind of fake it till I make it. I throw on some comfy clothes, and I throw on a smile, and I just do it. And sometimes when you just do it, it kind of gives you the strength to continue it. And for me as well, like, don't let junk food control your life. Because, like, a few days after Halloween, I had, I had a conversation with my parents saying, what if I just threw out my candy? Because it's not about the candy. It's about the experience of going and getting the candy. And I, it's still sitting in my cabinet, but I haven't touched it. And just kind of realizing that you are in control of your body. And the choices that you make will affect you, whether it's good or bad. And just kind of looking at, well, how does this affect like my future? Because if I eat 10 pieces of candy right now, will I feel good 10 minutes from now? Probably not. You'll probably have a stomach ache. And so just kind of realizing that you, it's a gift being able to have that sense of control over yourself, you know, and being yeah. able to learn that, like, you can stay active and you can still have fun, but you can still eat a donut every once in a while, yeah. you know? Yeah. I've got to tell you what I did with my kids on, on Halloween because this is, you might like this because it's entrepreneurial. So we didn't start out, like we sent them out at the very earliest part of the, the Halloween trick-or-treating and we, they went out and got their candy and then they brought it back and we let them pick the, the top candy that they wanted to keep. But then I bought the candy back from them that they, that they didn't want and I gave them money for that. And so we didn't buy any candy. And then I took that candy that I bought from them, put that in the bowl, and we gave that out as our candy for the Halloween uh, that, that we distributed to the neighborhood. So it saved us money because we didn't have to buy candy other than the, whatever I bought back for my kids. And then they made money instead and because they went out and fetched candy from around the neighborhood. So, um, and that way they had a few pieces and, the, and they made some money and they could buy whatever they want. And it's, it turned out pretty cool. Cool. That's a good idea because like, that's kind of what I did. I picked out my few favorites and then I told my parents and I told my family that everything else except these few things is all yours. Take it. I don't want it. Nice. And like on Halloween, we did the, we called it the parent tax or the sibling tax. So my brother took a piece of my candy for walking around with us and took a piece of my nephew's candy for walking around with us. And then my dad did the same thing. And my mom did the same thing. And it was just this kind of like a little thing because it's kind of nice just kind of sharing it with everyone and realizing that yeah. there's more in my life. And if I really want it, I can go out and get it. You know? Yep. Yep. 100% Neva. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on. We've been talking with Adam Shalbo about the Million Pound Mission. Do you have any last advice regarding what you just said on just life? Well, I think that whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult, I just think if, if you hit life just right, you'll wake up in the morning and you'll be fired up about it and you'll almost be sad at the end of the day, like, like when recess is over or something like that. Or like something. So if you're not living on those terms, whether you're a kid or an adult, 
then try to shift your mode and, and surround yourself with people that are doing exciting things and figure out what it is that's going to bring that level of fire to your life. And you just get out there and you, you own it and, and you get after it and chip away every day to build that dream life. Whether you're nine or 90, that's, uh, that's the way I'd encourage people to approach it. Awesome. That's really good advice. So thank you so, so much for coming on. Where can people go to find out more about you? Yeah, if they head on over to millionpoundmission.com, that's the hub to connect with me. And uh, I would love to uh, you know interact with you guys on there. And I, that's where my podcast is located. And I've also got a podcast about podcasting, if there are any other podcasters out there. And Neva will be coming on that show. It's called Casting the Pod. And you can check that out at castingthepod.com. Awesome. Definitely go check him out because Adam is so, so amazing. Thank you so, so much for coming on again. And remember that we all have superpowers and we can change the world through being active. Bye. See everybody. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up podcast, Superpower Kids edition. Go now to superpowerkids.com and discover your superpowers today. Today.